This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams. Welcome to a Real Man Wood podcast. It's Chris Liss from RotoWire, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, so what, you're flying, uh, this was an impromptu uh, podcast here earlier than we normally do it. What's going on? You're going out of town? Yeah, I'm going to New York tomorrow, 7 a.m., so I just realized uh, I can right. record this now, and I can edit, hopefully I can edit some of it on the plane, actually, and then uh, post tomorrow night, so... So what are you doing? Tau? Uh, Tau Wars and, and the NFBC. Both, and, yeah. So and I, I found out my draft slot. I got my second choice of where to pick. Yeah, so, so I missed, that was this morning, was it announced? Yeah, I got an email this morning, and they, it's cool because they tell you what choice you got. So I got my sixth, I was sixth in the you know, random selection process, but my second choice was actually sixth, and that's what I ended up getting. So I, you know, oh. I went first for Trout, even though it's kind of boring to just take Trout. I got into it with Spore on the uh, XM show because he's like, "That's a terrible take. You you're, you should be happy to take Trout." But like, you know, I like Trout fine, but I really like Stanton almost as much. And you get an earlier pick on the way back, and I also like Kershaw still almost as much. And you know, so it's one second. Yeah, I heard that segment with Spore. By the way, sounds exactly like Chael Sonnen. I don't know who that is, but he's a UFC fighter. The dude sounds they sound identical. Spore um, does. Yeah, he sounds so much like him. Yeah. Um, I had even called my wife in the room to, to listen. But uh, I uh, have to say, he's good. He's the ombudsman, right? Yeah, he's, um, so he's the ombudsman. I, I, he's great. You need to be called in your shit, just anyone in general. I, I'm, I'm all for that. But I actually agreed with you on your take that I, I understood what you meant, that drafting Trout, you just can't get a, you know, can't get a profit. Yeah, of course, you're going to take him, not just because you don't, you don't want to be different for the sake of being different. Right. It's just not as fun. Right. All things equal, I would be different and take someone else. But if it's not equal, I'm not going to like – fuck up my pick just to be like, look what I did. I want to make a good pick. And Trout, you can't make a good pick. I mean, it is a good pick, but you don't deserve any credit. You, you got the obvious pick. It's, it's nothing. Right. You're not uncovering anything. I, I kind of want to select my entire team. I, I just can't like be like, oh, I really like Trout this year. I guess in an auction you could be. You could be like, I'm willing to go to 50. Then, then you would actually be able to take a, a claim and say, I like Trout and I'm going to go to 50. But like at 1-1... Yeah, I'm doing the nutless monkey thing. I'm just taking Trout. I don't, I'm not like in love with Altuve at two either no, for some reason. Neither am I. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I got a little soured by the uh, steamer projections, which basically he just outperforms what he should be given his 
I guess his profile, ground ball, fly ball, strikeout, whatever. Yeah, Derek, Derek Cardi pointed it out as well. Like you look at all the projections, projection systems, they just do not treat him like elite hitter. Like, you know, the, that you would assume for someone getting taken so high in fantasy. I wonder though, or winning, those, or, or winning MVP in real life too, mind you, it's not just the fantasy stats. Right. But I right. wonder if those systems are a little too like based on, on base percentage and bullshit like that, that doesn't really matter. Like people are so the whole on base percentage thing is, is like really gone too far. Like, okay, fine. Getting a walk versus an out is huge. And it's like really important in real life. But like people are like, Oh, you know, he upped his walk rate. He's going to have a huge year. Why? What does that help you? Yeah, he'll get some more runs. If he's really fast, he'll steal bases. If he's a slugger, and he used to be, you know, an Alfonso Soriano type who just swung at everything, and now he started walking, how does that help? You know, well, Car- Carlos, Carlos Lee is a guy I always like to, I always liked to point out because he would have, like, horrible on base percentage, but year in, year out, 100 RBI because he just put the ball in play and hit in the middle of the lineup. So that would actually help you. But I guess the, the counter to your theory would be that they're not swinging at bad pitches and making outs. See, so, yes, they may not score a run. You may not be in an on-base league, but it should theoretically help their batting average because they're not making outs. Yeah, but that's just false because there, there's. <laughs> I said the counter, not my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's just false because not making outs is great, but a lot of guys get their hardest hit balls on the first pitch. They just find the first good offering against a tough pitcher. They don't get behind in the count. You take. You're looking for a walk against a good pitcher. You're you're one and two. You're zero oh and two, and it's just known that league-wide batters in an 0-2 count hit way less than they do in a 2-1 count. Well, even the difference between 1-0 and 0-1 and and is supposedly like Bonds in his prime and the worst hitter in baseball last year. It's <laughs> right. that crazy. It really is. It, like, it's a big deal. And, and so if you're, you know, if you're dealing with a strike thrower and you see a good offering, you, you, know, you might want to rip. If you're Joey Votto and you have that kind of eye, great. The people are like, oh, you know, they, they do this with pitchers too. They say, oh, okay, this guy's really good, but if he just cut down the walks, he'd be a lot better. Well, we just cut down the walks. That means he's throwing more strikes. Maybe he give up more home runs. Maybe right. the fact that he doesn't give in, and a lot of times he gets strikeouts and people chasing outside the zone, and sometimes they don't chase and they go to first base. If he cuts down the walks, yeah, you, you'll get less base runners, but you'll get more home runs, more hard-hit balls. You, you, don't, you can't just change one thing and leave everything constant. So you, people are like, oh, he should walk more. He would you know, score more runs. Well, A, just even if you did keep everything constant, he would get fewer home runs and RBIs because he's not swinging. And two, he might get less hard hit balls, hard contact because he's not just aggressive on the early count. And, and I think each player has like an optimal equilibrium for their skills and they don't always hit it and they don't always find it, but some of them find it and they're like, yeah, I'm a 300, 340, 300, 340, 500. That's a good player. It may not be as good as a three, four, six player, but it's a good player. And if you start to tinker with somebody who's a good, productive player who maybe plays defense, runs the base as well, you know, it's going to screw them up. So I, I, don't, I just think that, like, too much of the sabermetric stuff is based on the walks. Secondly, you know, you and I have talked about this, but, like, on base, you know, OPS is a messed up stat because you're adding slugging, which is denominated in bats, and on base, which is denominated in plate appearances. And they don't, you can't add, you know, one half plus you know, one third equals two fifths. It doesn't work. That's not how it works, right? You have to, you have to get a common denominator first before you can add that. And they're just adding it together. Like it's like you're adding fractions without finding the common denominator. And, and the problem is, you know, you end up with these anomalies. Like, let, let's just say this, right? You know, bonds had these crazy, like 1400 OPSs and stuff like that. And he was obviously great. But if you had a player that had one home run and 10 walks, or in 11 plate appearances. We had a player who had 10 home runs and one out. Which player is better? 
I mean, <laughs> which player is better? Are they 10 homers? 10 homers and one out is better than 10 better. walks and one homer. But who's going to have a higher OPS? Right. The, 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 he's going to have the a lap. perfect 5,000 OPS because the right. walks right. don't count. Because he's going to have a thousand on base and a four thousand slugging, right? So it's just that's a great way of framing it. No, that's a good way of framing it. It really is, and, and kind of tying to this point. Did you read the interview that uh, Eno had on uh, the Athletic with Joey Votto? I didn't know. It's, it's 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 good. I actually think I'm wearing the Athletic shirt right now, but it's really interesting because Votto's like, I recognize this stage in my career that my exit velocity is not the same. He's just like the ball just does not come come off my bat the, the way it once did. So I have to swing at strikes more than I used to, even if it's not the perfect strike that I was looking for. I have to actively make a point and the numbers pointed that out that's why you know asked him but Votto he's kind of plays coy one of the more cerebral athletes so he does funny stuff off on the field as well but the dude knows exactly what he's talking about and, and he's like yeah I just simply had to change my approach and that's kind of what you're talking about here he's swinging and making a uh, concerted effort at putting the ball in play more yeah the walks I'm sure the sabermetric guys are valuing walks more precisely than that bad OPS formula is but also the other point that just the equilibrium for what's best for a hitter isn't like well, just maximize your walks, dude. Just pitchers don't walk anybody. Look at Jeff Samarja. Is, is there other stuff like the, the the launch angle that Altuve, all the under the hood stuff, just suggesting that he's not he's been lucky or like I mean, what is it? Is it because of his size? Like it, the stuff he does is is hard to appreciate. I'm not I'm not really sure. Right. Like there might be a thing where if a guy has a certain profile and he keeps beating it, and he's extremely big or extremely small, extremely unusual, right. um, maybe there's something that the formulas are missing or the algorithms are missing. And I, I always think that's a big danger because the algorithms just simply solve for what's usually the case in a given situation. But there's always exceptions to everything. And so on the one hand, it's really good to know what usually happens because you can make the positive EV bet. But on right. the other hand, you can be so blinded to other possibilities once you learn this extra knowledge that you might just miss something that's under everybody's nose that everybody realizes. And so I kind of like the NFBC... Like I would take the NFBC best players over the sabermetric guys in contest because they're they're like living the you know they're they're like natural selection like they lose money when they when they don't find these exceptions and these things and they win money when they get it right and I think the theorists who are just you know right more often than not or just playing in an expert league with a you know five guys who are mailing it in five guys who are pretty good and two guys with the spreadsheet you know. I think it's a little different than when everyone has $1,600 on the table and the evolution of that, the natural selection of the best players in that kind of format is going to be taking into account these subtle things. And maybe they might not even be totally aware of why they're doing certain things, but they're just, they've figured out like a, a, a routine or a way of doing things properly that, uh, that is better. I'm not saying that a sabermetric guy or that some of the guys who win aren't sabermetric or somebody couldn't win it because maybe they could. But I, I, I do think that... <laughs> Just the theories to me are not as uh, impressive as actually people winning the fantasy leagues. So speaking of which, uh, you wanted the sixth pick, um, and uh, let's say Trout, Altuve, Kershaw, Turner, and Stanton are off the board. Harper. Who are you going with? Harper. Harper. Okay. All right. That's why. First of all, I'm almost positive either either Stanton or Kershaw will be there. I'm almost positive. I'm 90% sure, maybe more. And if, if I'm not, I would... I would live with Harper, no problem. But I think that I think that the real the, the dilemma I might have is both may well be available. There's right. a good chance I think I have to choose. And so I was talking about this with Jeff today. So if if I take Stanton, I'd love to get Syndergaard on the way back, or Mad oh. Bum, or or Strasburg. Those are my three Strasburg. next year. Okay. Yeah. But those dudes might not be back. It's pick twenty five, and this is the NFC right. main. Like dudes are aggressive with the pitching. 
And I was saying, they shouldn't. Thing, I mean, they, they shouldn't be back. I don't think they should be, but you know, they, they, I think like the ADP is uh, would right. say at least one should be, but you can't predict that. And so then you're like thinking Verlander, Carrasco, Severino. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a problem. Yeah. Right? And, and so, and, and I really like Severino. I'm really warming up and I'll talk about that in a second, but, and I like Verlander pretty much too, but I'm thinking like, you know, it, also these dudes listen to me. So I said this on the radio, I probably shouldn't, right. but fuck it. I mean, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll adapt if they, if they take him. You know, so if I take Stanton and then those guys aren't there, what do you do? Do you take Severino or Verlander or do you just say, oh, Freddie Freeman's there or Votto's there or Jose Ramirez yeah. is there? I'll just take Gary Sanchez maybe for a catcher. He hasn't fallen that far usually, but maybe he does. But then, you know, Jeff was pointing out there's 10 more picks between my next pick because I'm six, so it goes five up and five down. So let's say Verlander, Carrasco, Severino go in those 10 picks, which they very well might if... If I take Stanton and then the four pitchers go in the first round, the big four, and right. then the other three go before I pick, and then the other right. three go, or the other three or four go after right. I pick, now I'm fucked in round three, right? Because round three, he's like, well, maybe you just take Jansen and just say, okay, I'll take Jansen and I'll get the ratios from him and I'll just I'll supplement him with another starter. But the problem is that means I got to dip into that tier that I don't like, that Quintana, Darvish, Nola tier. And I'm a little nervous. That's why, that's why I would take Kershaw, but that's, that's why I would. But so I don't you take know. Kershaw. You know, I love Stan. So, you, know so you, I take, love Stan. you take Kershaw, and the way back, right. they'll definitely be a hitter. And yeah. a, but if Syndergaard comes back, oh, I don't care. Man, then I double up. Double up. And then you're just yeah, like, all right. Real man doubles up. Real man doesn't even Real think man about doubles it. up. Doesn't even think twice. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is you got to get closer somewhere, too. That, that's the problem when you get two starters. Yeah. But right. so what? I, I just, I just probably, if I doubled up, would have to get hitters in three and four, and pass up on like Jansen Chapman, and then like yeah, keep... I, I, I've been li- it may not work out whatever, but I've been uh, liking the teams that I've been drafting so far, going heavy with pitching early because I hate that middle area, I right. just hate it, right. and I'll just let them decide a group of like thirty pitchers and and whatever the five fall in that tier that I consider, I'm just like fine. So I've been liking again, it may not work, but as far as the the logistics and how it's fallen so far, I've, I've been happy with the strategy of going pitching early. Yeah. No, I mean, I want at least one. I want Kershaw or two, typically. I either want Kershaw right. as my guy, or I want two, you know, Kershaw. So let's hear about Severino. Let's hear about Severino. Obviously, you're bumping uh, DeGrom down. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm with you. Right. I like Lander. I've had a tough time between those three, Severino and Carrasco. Uh, Carrasco, I, I love the guy in the past, but people are kind of underrating his past durability issues to me. It's a real concern. Yeah. So here's why I like Severino, right? So there's just been a couple articles out. Uh, Mike Potharzer had one. And uh, Rob Silver was talking about, I don't know if he had an article, but they were both talking about how players, players, especially pitchers, who make massive profits the year before are usually bad investments. Like Granke, even before the velocity, I didn't want him. And now with the velocity dip, like, no, right. I'm not, I just like zero shares, not even considering. Uh, zero, zero. Right? So, negative uh, shares of Granke. Yeah, no, no, I'd be terrified if I drafted Granke in the fourth round. I'd be shitting my pants. So, but Severino, right? So he definitely falls into that. He had a huge spike last year. He was basically free, and now he, you know, is third round pick. But that dude threw through ninety seven point six. And Jeff Zimmerman just had an article out where he showed that like the aging curve, like pitchers peak in effectiveness around you know between twenty five and twenty seven. You know, it's like he's the age where he's really good. He throws super hard. It's not like just some fluke. Like oh, Alex Wood had this amazing year. I'm going to go draft Alex Wood and then get disappointed. This dude backs it up, not just the peripherals, but he backs it up with the stuff. I mean, it's not like some coincidence that he struck out 230 guys in 193, and he's not like, oh, how lucky that they just didn't hit that 97 mile. No, he's so, sneaky. 
Yeah, he was a great uh, prospect, too. Obviously, the, the park doesn't help him. But, no, he's so filthy. It's just like – I mean, he can even be getting better, too. Right. I'm looking at K-minus walk percentage right now. Ranked fifth in baseball last year. Uh, sandwich between Kershaw and Carrasco. I mean, it's not a perfect stat. But, yeah, he's ranked there. He's elite. He's totally – you could talk me into it. Take him in the second round, man. <laughs> no, it's just the stuff, you know. So he can get hurt, right? I mean, just like, you know, hard throwers get hurt. I mean, Syndergaard, there's some risk, whatever. But, like – I mean, come on, man. We can't be looking for monsters under the bed. Yeah, anyone can get hurt. Kershaw can get hurt. Scherzer can get hurt. We can't, you can't draft a pitcher and say confidently, oh, this guy's not getting hurt this year. Of course you don't know that. So, like, why am I worrying about this? This guy has elite stuff. He had an elite season. He's on a good team with a great bullpen. That guy can be up 6-5 in the fifth inning. He's still going to get the win. He's going to strike out a ton. His ERA and whip were excellent last year. They may, you know, give back a little bit just from regression in a, in a tough park. But that guy's got a good team behind him. I mean, he's in a good spot. Yeah, Jeff Zimmerman, you brought up, and you're talking about injuries, and I saw some other thing he mentioned in Twitter. I haven't been able to read or, or dive too deep into it, but something basically he said that position players, there's absolutely no pr- uh, predictive value with injuries. That's right. He right? Said, he said, obviously, if you're you know Daniel Murphy or somebody's hurt now, you know that's, that's different, right. but if it's Stan or Harper, somebody's totally healthy now, it, he doesn't see any difference between him and Trout, him and you know Altuve. Any of those guys, I mean, he just he just feels like okay, if the guy's healthy, it's healthy, and he's well, done the research. It's not just him, I mean, he's done the research. Right, I mean, he's not just like oh, show. I believe this. Yeah, yeah. But I've, right. I've long kind of thought this like, if you're not hurt now, then you know maybe there's some types of injuries. Again, like this is an overall blanket statement. Just like the guys who make the big profits maybe give back some, but I think like there's always exceptions to a rule. And the question is, is there a type of injury for a hitter that's particularly worrisome or, or more likely to relapse? And I mean, it's possible, but, you know, barring, you know, some specific knowledge of what that is, I, I would classify Stanton Harper just, you know, I have a bet with Pino. He gave me seven to five odds, uh, Harper versus Rizzo for uh, games played this year. So I was like, all right, you know, if that's true, then I'll take those odds. If that's true, then yeah, yeah, no, it, it is interesting. I mean, I guess I mean, there's other factors too that we just don't know. Some people just have bad luck and others uh, take care of their body and other people treat it like a trash can. You know, I mean, it's, right. we don't know like that. you and me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to point it out. I was yeah. trying to be you know, exactly. respectful of you, but that's right. okay. Right. No, no, I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed to take care of my body. I, I, <laughs> okay. I I'm, I'm an adult. It's fine. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, anyway. Uh, so, so you got the six pick, probably one of those two will fall. Uh, I, I, what I'm hoping is either both or neither just for my own, just, you know, entertainment sake. I don't want, oh, want just, oh, just to see what happens to me. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. again, like I, the thing is I can't get stuck because Harper's my guy. I could do Arenado. Blackman, I just both yeah. fine. Well, that's why you put six, obviously, for a reason. You feel right, comfortable, right. worst case scenario. I, I don't know what it is. What's your first preference, by the way? One. Okay. You said that. Sorry. Okay. So you, it is, even though, not, what a nutless monkey. I was a you nutless monkey. I know. 20-minute talk on the radio uh, so, about how you <laughs> And then no. you've been pushed up to shove money on the line. You, oh, you well, pick I mean, your I preference. Do, I do think Trout, I mean, Trout's basically Harper with steals. I mean, that's what he is. You know, and it's like. I mean, you know, you give, if you give Harper 23 steals or whatever her trout should be projected for, it's just so monstrous because they both hit like 310, 315 with crazy yeah. amounts of power and on base skills and all that shit. And then the other guy's stealing 20 bases, you know, and, and they're both in the People field. don't realize how much of a pitcher's park that is, too. Like, imagine if Trout played in a hitter's park. I mean, that dude's total, total. I mean, or Stanton. Oh, wait. Stanton, right. That's why I'm drafting Stanton. Oh, wait. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I forgot Stanton, about that. You know what's funny is like, there's a, there's like a chance, and I was talking about this with Jeff that like baseball because like they've basically been busted. They were they were caught lying about them. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the ball, and like 
many studies. Like Verlander had that thing out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. And then yeah, yeah, that was, yes, yes, that was good. And Everyone should check that out if you haven't. Verlander, another cerebral guy. Yeah, what are you drinking? Like a Seven Eleven Slurpee or something? We stopped at a Mexican food place after taking my children to the doctor today. Just seven up. Why, why are you drinking seven up, dude? You're, you're a fucking grown man. Grown man. I knew not that you were going to be upset that I'm drinking soda. I, 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 I knew that you were going to have say a that. beer. I, I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, I know. Smoke a cigarette. I I, I'm smoke a fucking cigarette. by me drinking soda in front of you. That's a, a, a terrible mistake. I would just ask to be. Snort, s- snort some meth. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know why you would waste it on Seven Up. That just kills you for absolutely no benefit whatsoever. What? Okay, where were? Where were we? Okay, I don't know. I, just, I can't. I can't abide that shit. I can't tell. I can't let that slide. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We're, oh, we're talking about like Harper. And uh, Stanton and oh yeah and, oh we're talking about the fact that you know baseball's been oh. busted for basically lying both by Verlander five thirty and everybody who's done the research has proven that the ball's juiced it's just there's no um, no dispute about it and they fucking lied about it and I don't know if they care because I mean some people complain that uh, you know there's three true outcomes there's not enough triples and whatever but I mean I don't know that they really care it's not like baseball's hurting because of that and so. I'm kind of like, maybe, you know, if they switch the ball back because of the pressure or because of the perception, uh, I, was talk- I think it was Derek Carter we were talking to, and he said, like, you know, in 2015, they, sh- they switched the ball, but it- they still had the old balls till midseason. They don't just throw out the old balls. So, like, at some right. point during the year, uh, it could change back to a pitcher-friendly uh, situation. And I was thinking about that, and, it- you know, it's great. If you could have Kershaw in a pitcher-friendly situation again, I mean, he would just go crazy again. But... You know, Stanton wouldn't be the worst guy to have in Yankee Stadium if, if like, he'd hit 50 with the old ball in that stadium, you know? And everybody else, you know, would lead the league with, like, 39 one year. So so this brings me, actually, to a question. Were you finished? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah I want to ask you, what do you think the over-under is uh, for the most homers hit by, uh, by a player this season? Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card, get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, I mean, you know, because everyone can get injured. I would say, like, 54 and a half, 55 and a half, something like that. What do you think? Okay. So I thought around there, if right. not higher, but I, it's 49 with even juice like that. In Vegas? I'm, I already made a bet on it. I already bet on I it. Think, but you know, I think the biggest risk is just the, is the, they're going to overcompensate for last year. Right. And they're, they're and they're going to quietly just change stuff with the baseball. But man, I, that's just, what I'd be worried about. That's, that's, that's my biggest fear because if the ball is the same, there is right. no way. So was All I need is one person. I mean, Reese Hoffman. Judge, hit. Yeah, Judge, yeah, Judge yeah. Chris Davis with a C or K could do it. I mean, exactly. honestly, like, yeah. 
You know, I mean, yeah. McGill Samoa- at 39 is a rookie in four and a half months or five months. I mean, it's yeah. Samoa could do it. I mean, it's not yeah. a great park for it, but he could do it. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I thought 49. Okay. So you're with me. So you're, yeah. you're, okay. what are you going to put right. on that? I thought that was low. A thousand? What? You put a thousand on that? No, I put, um, I put, uh, I believe to, to win 250 on that, but I did put a couple hundred on this next one. I'm going to tell you, it's my favorite long shot of the year. I won last year with, with the Astros. I'm going to do one that's closer to a more realistic, but I, I, I saw this. I could not believe the odds because I liked him as a sleeper team to make the playoffs, uh, at 125 to one I had my buddy throw a couple hundred bucks. So that's 25 grand on the, uh, the Phillies to, to win the, the world series. What do you think? Uh, it's Should possible. I- but that was before the Arietta signing, obviously. Right. Um, I actually thought about this, but honestly, I got it after he was he was signed. Really? After, yes, really? I did it yesterday. That's crazy. I know. I mean, they're not going to win the World Series, but it's possible. I know they're they're not going to win the World Series, but I mean, come on. I mean, they're, they're they even have like these uh, who knows these pros, prospects with Scott Kingery. I mean, JP right. Crawford, right. Nola could win the Cy Young. I mean, even like Aaron Altair is like not even like starting right, right. now. He's a good hitter. I mean, right. Reese Hoskins, uh, Cameron Roop's their second catcher. That they're 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 young managers like the Sabermetrician. He's getting, starting to get into it. Their bullpen's kind of loaded. Crazier things have happened for twenty five grand. I mean, might as well. Yeah. Well, the problem is that you got the Nationals, Dodgers, Cubs. Yeah. Nationals, Dodgers, Cubs, and uh, trying to think if there's anyone else that's really. Who else is good? The Brewers are. I mean, there's like you don't have to worry about the decent teams like the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. And, yeah. I mean, the, Card- the Cardinals and like Giants. Yeah. I, I mean, guess there's only really Cardinals three and Giants. Big, three big favorites and. So if they make if they make a wild card, you know maybe you let that one ride, and then if they win that, you got to start hedging. It's yeah, not that money line because because the money yeah. line on a baseball series isn't that big. It's not like no. betting like oh. it's not like a basketball series. That's the thing why I like these long shots in baseball. Obviously, is because anything can happen if you can make it to the playoffs. I mean, it's not like you're betting on a basketball team or something. It has to win best of seven. Like that's totally different baseball. So I don't know, man. 125 to one seemed absurd to me compared to the other teams around there. Yeah, yeah, no, that that sounds pretty good. I I wonder what I wonder what the Brewers were. I kind of like the Brewers a little bit. Their pitching's bad, but yeah, people are kind of they got some buzz. The Brewers, but do, yeah, yeah. one twenty five is, is about as good as you can hope for for a team that has like any prayer of making the playoffs. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, again, they added they added Arietta. I mean, even if you get, I mean, Vince Velasquez at one point people like really liked his upside. That like Nick Pavetta guy throws hard. Um, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I just even the bullpen, like I said, is not bad. So we'll see. But that's my bet this year. So um, actually, I want to bring up before I forget. Uh, I just before we started recording, I saw you just came out with a with an article. I haven't even really been able to to read it. Did you go over that? Oh, so you, you were talking about the 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 Fangraphs article. Did you want yeah. to talk about your column at all? What? Yeah. What, what I basically I saw Mike Pothorzer wrote this thing. It was interesting. He was basically like. Uh, players who make a dramatic improvement the prior year, like plus ten dollars in earnings, the following year after that usually give it back. And he showed, you know, last year that's what happened. And so I thought, yeah, but everybody who does well is likely to do not that well because it's like any cover magazine jinx. Obviously, it's just regression. Same thing. It's regression. It's not just regression. It's also that anything that's hard to do is is hard to repeat, no matter how good you are. So it's like saying. And, and you can just obviously like the top 10 players will not be, you know, right now are not the top 10 end of season, not even close. The top 25, there'll be many people who are currently outside the top 25 that end up in the top 25, top 50, top X. There's always going to be players outside the top X that end up in there. So therefore, as an aggregate, the, the 
any a, a group of size X is going to fail to live up to its collective ADP. Any one player can live up to it, but the odds are that he and everybody else in it are they're, they're net losers in the aggregate. So that's obviously the case. So so for for Mike to show that players that did better last year, so they're obviously now expensive players, are likely to you know do poorly. That to me didn't mean anything in and of itself. I wanted to see what the baseline of falling of failing is, because failing is the is the norm. It's the success is not the norm. Most players fail to live up to ADP again for the simple reason that players who are not even drafted end up. And it's not just those players are coming off good years; they beat their expectations by a significant margin. Right. So their baseline, their expected baseline, you know, either the market was way off or they're just going to naturally go back to you know what right. their expected normal level is. Yeah, that's right. So, so I want, but I wanted to see what the normal level of failure was compared to it. And actually, the normal level of failure around the ADP that he was using, which was like 100, is only like two bucks, 250. You know, the top 10 guys lose 13 bucks on average. Like the top 25 lose like seven, eight bucks on average. The top 50 lose like five, six bucks on average. And the top well, 75. Well, obviously, obviously, you can, only, I mean, your, your, your ability to lose more, you know, of goes, course, goes. Of course. And, and it's more rarefied, right? I mean, and, and any one guy that gets out for the year kills. That the you know the, the average there okay so so that that's obviously part of it, but you know his area that he was looking at the guys who like were basically now on average twenty dollar players and they earn ten, the average player who's a twenty dollar player probably loses like two bucks. I, I didn't go that deep. I just went to, to top seventy five and then lose three bucks. So a hundredth player probably on average about two bucks they lose. So for them to be losing ten bucks, it means that you know at least for last year I don't know how deep he went with the sample, but. That was a real thing that, that players, for the reason you said, is because they might just, you know, the, any player is, is unlikely to repeat, you know, where he's drafted because players outside the top 100 or 200 get in. But the other thing is those are players even that we know the rough baseline for. Like we kind of know who Freddie Freeman is. We know what Freddie Freeman's baseline is, basically. He could have a bad year where he's hurt. He could have a great year where everything clicks. But we sort of know who he is. At least we think so. But a guy who's just done it one year, like Whit Merrifield or Tommy Pham, we really know a lot less about their baseline. So the fact that they did well could have been that they had an 80th percentile right. season last year and everything went right. And so there's this added risk that they're not who they, they say they are, <laughs> not who they purport, you know, who they seem to be. You're not just, it's not just the bad luck around the baseline, it's that the baseline can be totally wrong. Now, if Tommy Pham walks a lot, you know, Merrifield still base. I mean, there's certain skills they have, but... It usually takes a couple years before you feel comfortable with, you know, saying those are definitely things that these guys do well. Gotcha. Cool. You got, but, is, that, but, is that the full takeaway? What's that? Is, that, is there any full takeaway? To, uh, what, what did you come away well, with? I, mean, uh, I wasn't going to draft Merrifield or Fam where they're getting drafted anyway. And, and Fam, I mean, like that's on base skill is probably something real. Like it's, I think a season's right. enough to like know something about that. Yeah, just that that you want to be a little wary of sort of the one hit wonders don't pay full price gotcha. and the idea is that that recency bias people know about regression they're not just like giving them the same stats as last year but their recency bias is not fully priced in to adp basically makes sense but i'm so when you're Severino because he throws 98 and to me that's like that is a different thing it's not you know that's that's something that's just objectively the case you're right. That makes sense to me. So when you're in New York uh, doing tout, it looks like we are going to do the League of Leagues draft. Um, last second changes are not going to come through, so I'm going to be doing it. So do you have any? Uh, you want to go through anything at all? Just attack basketball early as usual. I know it didn't work out this year, but how can you predict? You know, Cousins and Kawhi Leonard going down like that. Yeah, we have so many baseball keepers that I think maybe they're good, though. Yeah, should, they're good. We should like invest in baseball a little to like make sure we capitalize on that a little. So like. 
maybe our third through fifth round or whatever we haven't kept try to get some baseball guys we like um, yeah it makes sense because we do have good keep real late good keepers so that makes sense okay not, not to squander that and i think football we just totally punt and just like have a ridiculous team but you have jimmy g or no, you didn't keep him did you no you wouldn't let me no I'll get him. don't worry i'll get him you have yeah. no say in that matter i'll get him <laughs> yeah i mean so it's before the, the nfl draft what, you, what about saquon barkley that's the summer yeah, it's like okay. the supplemental Right, I think yeah, yeah. He went go hundred on that shit. Who cares? Just go hundred on. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you can. Yeah, I think there's somehow you can like spend a draft pick on that though. Actually, someone's probably going to do that early. You on should the do it. You do pick. it. Yeah. How early would you take Barkley then? Say he's like, available. Like the, like the sixth either. round, man. Okay. Okay. I mean, what the fuck? Barkley. He'd go okay. in the first round of a, I mean, in like the fourth round, you got to do that shit. Okay, if you can draft like the number one pick in the supplemental draft, I like, think you can. You're think, all right, you got me fired up for Barkley. All right, his measurables are. You, well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and and right. let me ask you what you think about all the sabermetric NFL guys. There's a little bit like I, I understand. I, I sabermetrics are great. It's great that we have this, but there's a little douchiness with this whole thing. Like, it's so dismissive Explain. of of anything Explain. else. What's that? Explain. Explain. They're just like like anyone who thinks you know Saquon Barkley is an early you know first three picks on that is an idiot you know that that kind of like, oh, like it's yeah. preposterous right. to take a running back there you know like studies have shown you know like oh the data has shown like fuck you you know if there's I know, a guy, people people just don't make a bigger deal when a left tackle busts early or or a defensive end you know you just the quarterbacks I mean look obviously the QB is the most important position but I had this debate that year where Sue and Bradford came out and Bradford was, kind of fucked because of Jeff Fisher and who knows Bradford might have been Joe Montana for all we know because if you look what Case Keenum and Jared Goff have done I mean yeah. shit they just right. they that dude just got his career destroyed <laughs> he was hurt what a terrible right. I mean who knows he might have been good so it's almost like you can't even use him as an example but it was Sue versus Brad Bradford. And hey, you know his career. You know whose career we should go back and look at. Steve McNair's. No, how about Vince Young? Yeah, we that too. Vince right. Young was like the greatest right. college quarterback of all time. Right. I saw that. I never watched college football. I saw that USC game, and this, I'm like, this guy's the greatest player ever, right? And he comes in and he's no, like, and, and they don't start in the first year. And then Collins gets benched or hurt. They bring in Vince Young. He was like nine games. They like make the playoffs. Like, dude is awesome. Me you know? and you were pushing him to be on the road to our magazine, weren't we? I, I know. I love that guy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he went like AWOL, like almost killed yeah. himself, like all that shit. And right. I, I mean, I would probably kill myself too if I was if Jeff Fisher were my coach. You know I mean? I respect that. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I know you're going to say the Bradford debate. I was actually on the Bradford side. I know exactly where you're going with this. I, I actually was on the Bradford side. And Sue, you know, has had the better career, although Sue's become overpriced and lazy, and he's in Miami, not a great, but he's had some very, very good years. And I kind of think, like, so many guys, you know, there's, like, Stafford, there's, Ro- you know, I mean, there's the obvious guys, like, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Russell okay. Wilson. There's, like, you know, Roethlisberger. There's, like, five, six. Garoppolo, elites. yes. Garoppolo, of course, Garoppolo. right? And then there's like, you know, the Stafford, um, Wentz, Goff, you know, that whole tier of like good, you know, players that are like definitely the franchise is not looking for a QB. There's like at least 10 more of those, right? I mean, I don't like Derek Carr, but they're not looking for a QB, right? I mean, I think he sucks, but, you know, Rivers, I mean, the fact that Eli's coming back is a a joke, but it is, it is what it is. Cousins just went to Minnesota. They're not going to be looking for a QB, presumably for a while. So, and, you know, who knows about Trubisky and some of these young guys. But there's these, you know, it's like 18 teams have a QB that they're like, okay, or 20 teams in a given year are like, okay, we're, we're okay at QB. And so it's like the chances that you get, like, Brady or Breeze are, like, so slim, or even Wilson. Like, for, right. for the most part, like, you're hoping to get golf, and maybe golf ends up being one of those guys, but, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously unlikely. 
And you don't want one of those in between quarterbacks, actually. Well, you don't I want to be Flacco, in. and I mean Flacco's bad, but like Matt Ryan is good too. You know, like something like that. Cam Newton awesome. is good, in my opinion. You know, so it's like there's a lot of, you know, who knows if Mariota with a new coach and and Winston and how he ends up being. But you know, there, there's like most more than half the teams have a QB that that's their QB like for good for like the foreseeable future. And the idea that like it's not like there's like three QBs that are good and everybody else is scrambling for a QB. So like they're not that hard to find really, right? Like and not all of them came from the top of the draft. You know, QBs are like the hardest thing to scout. It's the measurables are not that reliable for QB. Well, and a backup just won Super Bowl. I mean, a fa- you know, a guy right. that was considered, you know, I mean, so and, and he yeah. beat Keenum in the uh, championship game. Right. And exactly. Bortles was still three out of the four guys. I mean, it was pretty great. <laughs> right. Right. So, no, I'm with you. I've been going less and less about running backs fungible. Some some are difference makers, and it's really difficult to game plan for those guys that catch the ball a lot too. I mean, it, so I, I'm I'm leaning more toward you. And like fantasy wise, no, it's going to cost like a t- very top pick. No, no franchise is going to spend a pick on a running back and not use them like crazy right, right. away. So. I mean, he, he, yeah, he could be. I mean, there's obviously the Trent Richardson and, you know, and guys like that. But, like, Zeke Elliott was, like, a big deal when he went down for the Cowboys. And, obviously, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson the year before. And, yeah, you know, Marshall Falk in his peak. Well, even if he joins the the Browns, Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, even Corey Coleman was the top I I want him on the Giants, but it looks like the Browns have their QB. So, like... You know, is, that, now, is that Weston guy good? The Niners signed a, a guard slash center from the Giants. Uh, uh, Richburg. Richburg. Yeah. Um, Supposedly yeah. he was a savvy signing. What's that? Supposedly he was a savvy signing. Like yeah, PFF he races. was. He was. I mean, I don't know. The Giants. Eli sucks so much that like it's hard to say. But their and their line was pretty bad. But he was like the most solid part of it. So. Yeah, Garoppolo yeah. will make him look good. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he's a competent. I, you never know, you know, that shit. It, it's like. Richard Sherman, man. How weird is that? Sherman, yeah, as a Niner fan, I embraced it, dude. I, I'm, I'm well, all why for wouldn't it. You? I, I love Richard Sherman. You know? Yeah, no, he's a smart guy. Went to Stanford, yeah. always thoughtful. And, and he negotiated his own contract, supposedly really fair and, and, and beneficial to the Niners. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited for the upcoming NFL season. And I say that before baseball starting. But yeah. so. No, no, I mean, I. I Obviously, the Niners are in a good place. I hope that the Browns. I mean, I don't think they're going to take a QB if they just sign Tyrod Taylor. So, like, right. I think they're going well, to they take Barkley. Well, they have the fourth pick too, right? Right. So they'll get one of the QBs. So I mean, I think they're going to take Barkley, right? Yeah, I do. No, I do. I definitely think. I so. want the. Gi- I mean, I was like, the, see, the Giants are so fucked because I was like, all right, they're going to keep Eli. That sucks, but they'll find out soon enough how bad he is. And I'm also kind of on board with like if, if Foles and Keenum. Like right. the QB, like it really is system based. Like there's a couple guys that transcend that, but like I'm a, I'm getting only a couple, only a couple, right? They're, they're, like they're, they're so many guys look so terrible when they, when you look at Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, they look fucking horrible this year. Yep. And people thought those were good quarterbacks. Flacco's like a joke sure. now, you know. Sure. And so you're like, you know, how many of these guys are really just the product of a system and the coaching? You put Doug Peterson, or you put you know Sean McVay, or one of these smart coaches, and right. it, it makes all the difference in the world. Well, that's why it's going to be super interesting to watch these guys like Keenum go to Denver and obviously Cousins in Minnesota with weapons. It's going to be really interesting to see. But I, I, I totally agree with you. There are only a very few, you know, like Brady, Garoppolo, maybe Rogers, you know, some, you know, those three, probably about that. The big three. Oh, yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. Garoppolo in tier one, and then Rogers, Brady, yeah. Breeze tier right. two. I was yeah. being generous and in including uh, Brady and uh, and Rogers, but, but who knows? Rogers has a screw in his, his collarbone, so there's no way I'd make that swap. 
Right, right. And, you know, obviously, I, I forgot about Deshaun Watson, who's like the most exciting QB yeah, of all. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, all right, so so my main takeaway here at League of Leagues, come away with Saquon Barkley. A real man comes away with Saquon yeah. Barkley. And hopefully he's on the Giants. I, first of all, but the Giants, so if the Giants are sticking with Eli, which is just fucking so stupid. I mean, how much proof do you need that this guy sucks? I mean, I get it. Like, the system's going to be a little better with no McAdoo, but, like, you know, sometimes a corpse is a corpse. You know I mean? It's like you can't, you know, there's some things you just can't do. And so, okay, well then, Okay, fine. Then get get the generational running back who like is just amazing. I was like, okay, I was cool with that. That's why I didn't like the same. I was like, fuck them. Give me this running back. I want to have a dynamic, world beating running back who can do everything with Odell Beckham. I was like, that. So be- I was gonna say, what are they gonna do now, man? After this latest video, the Giants are gonna. I mean, uh, I'm I'm hoping this makes them on the trade block. Come on, Niners. If I'll be the sickest thing in the world. I mean, you know the Giants are seriously like they're such the nutless monkeys. You know they are. Are you gonna give up fandom if they deal ODB thirty cents on the dollar because of this latest yeah, thing? I might I might renounce. I'm already like I I realize like what happens like Wellington Mara, the you know the patriarch of the Giants was like legit dude, one of the old families. There's probably bullshit about him too. But his son is a nutless monkey. His son is a nutless monkey. Like, first he tried to, like, stand by Josh Brown when he beat his wife. And, and again, like, I, I'm against, obviously, that. But just the way he did it, like, he stood by him, and then when the media got bad, he ditched him. Right? It's like, just ditch him immediately. Don't do it because of the media. Do it because and, it's the right thing to do. And, and so then he did that. And then... The letters, Kaepernick letters. And then he was, yeah, the Cap... And then he was like, oh, you know, we, they, they weren't going to sign Kaepernick because... He, their fans were outspoken. It's like, fuck you, be a leader, man. You're a billionaire. You, you have nothing to fear, nothing to lose. Your family's taken care of forever. Just do the right thing. Like, don't be scared of, like, your fans. People don't realize no one's writing a letter being like, I will keep my season tickets if you do sign right, Kaepernick. Of course. Well, you know what I'm so it's just so ridiculous. I, I just, I lost faith in that dude. I, and, and, like, hiring, I don't know if that Dave Gettleman dude is, is soft. I don't know. He seems like he is. Like, I, it just seems like the whole thing, like, the McAdoo and the Eli streak. And then, like, oh, and that's the other nutless monkey thing he did was, you know, McAdoo benches Eli and then they restored him. I mean, just... Let, the, let Davis Webb get a few snaps. I mean, Jesus, what, you're putting Eli in because the fans are mad because Talk Radio doesn't like it? It's, it's, just, it's just a loser franchise now. And I think when Wellington Mara died like five years ago, like it started to get into like nutless monkey hands, and it's just been like that. And you know, Dude, have- Bar- Bar- Barkley, Beckham, and Ingram could be pretty sick trio. Oh, but if they, they still could get him. I mean, you know, the Browns may not. You know, the Browns sure. probably know the Giants are taking him. But we're going to take some, like, linebacker. Who, I don't even know. I don't know shit about college football. They're going to take some, like, stupid linebacker or something. Yeah, they better not say Odell Beckham. And obviously yeah. Beckham, I think Beckham was doing the coke. I, yeah, I think well, he was. So that's my guess. I mean, you can't tell. But, like, if she's just cutting the lines in front of him, the odds that he didn't, like, do a little bit of that, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I do not know, but I do know that it's a giant. I just don't care, man. I, you know, you're 25 years old. Like, what, what the fuck is it our problem to, like, police your partying? I really feel like. Who's what, releasing that? Like, come on, man. Well, I mean, that's a terrible thing to do. I mean, for, I mean, to do that. But regardless, I just don't think, like, teams should be in the business of policing off-season partying by players. Like, what, what is the thing? You know, I mean, obviously, if he, like, commits a violent crime or does something horrible or domestic abuse, okay. Well, that's a dude you might not want in the league. But a dude's partying. It's his own business. I, I just feel like this shit is so invasive. I, I see you do hard drugs all the time, and I still let you on this podcast. Yeah, usually don't talk about it though. No, I don't. I don't. You know, we, we delete that part of the video after we're done talking. Where we vote. Just remember talking. to do it again, just as usual. Just remember. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. right. This time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just so. All right. You have anything else? So you have anything else for me? No, I'm just looking forward to my draft. Tower is like 
It was funny because I was like, yeah, it's outwards, whatever. But I'm actually like seventh or ninth or something all time in, in uh, like earnings, like per entry fee, I guess, because I won it a couple times and I haven't been in it that many times. And I finished last a bunch of times too. But it, it, like finishing fourth and last is the same money, so it doesn't hurt me. So oh, now okay. I'm like, oh, I'm like ninth or something? I'm going to go try. Like I'm not trying. I always try. But like I'm going to go like I want to move up the ladder. Like it's good that they keep track of it because it, it motivates you right. a little bit. Yeah, it gives you some, some, some motivation. Yeah, we'll be in touch then I guess talking uh, back and forth. But I'm mainly going to dominate this draft. But I'll, I guess I'll let you poison my mind every now and then with some horrible pick. You really messed up last, last year's yeah, you league. You really had a terrible draft. It was embarrassingly bad. All right, yeah, we'll see. All right, man. All right, fired up. Uh, yeah, good luck in Tout, and have, have a have a safe trip, dude. On the way back from uh, from labor, uh-huh. it was just an extremely rough landing. Like, uh-huh. like I made eye contact with the person next to me. Like, this might be it. Like, it was, <laughs> like, it was bad. And then the audacity of this pilot. He gets on the the, the loudspeaker afterward, and he's like, uh, "Hey, folks. Um, uh, remember that wasn't the pilot's fault. That was the asphalt's." Get it? Uh, asphalt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny yeah. guy, and then the plane, yeah. the plane erupted. You made eye contact with your soulmate, like you're the last human you were gonna see. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was like, like it was, it was, it was rough. So anyway, yeah. I hope you have a better, uh, a pilot who's far more concentrating on his ability to fly than he is his comedy skills. Yeah, I hope so too. Speaking, speaking of which, about comedy, a couple things before we go. Uh-huh. A couple things. One, one of the comments made under here is said, "Has anyone seen me smile ever?" So apparently, I'm far too serious on these. And uh, I will say I did laugh when you made a joke on XM. Uh, I blew chunks all night. Uh, joke. <laughs> don't, don't think that didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> Good. I'm glad someone, I, you know what? Now that I'm so vindicated that that was worth it. You know that joke, right? You know that, that that's the punchline too. They say I never smile. I did laugh. <laughs> all right. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. That's a good note to end on. All right, Liz. All right. All right talk to you next week, man. Take care. Later. Later.